0: It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh out loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance off, Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. The Samson Barbecue Grill is the official grill of backyard fun for you and your... Mosquitoes. Whether you're grilling for one or feeding the whole... Brood of mosquitoes. Our durable and portable grills are perfect for patios, backyards, and... Engorged mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs
1: aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. Are you an empath? If so, on a scale of 1 to 10, how strong of an empath are you with 10 being the strongest? I'd love to find out if you are an empath. I'm Tony Bruschi, the host of the show, and I'm working on a super secret project right now involving empaths. In the coming months, I'll be able to talk more about it. But right now, we're in the casting phase of this project, looking for the right empaths for this project if you are an empath with fairly strong abilities you're closer to the higher end of that scale are not afraid of being on camera and are comfortable with sharing your story and abilities with a large audience i want to hear from you please send me an email to casting at real ghost that's casting c-a-s-t-i-n-g at real and we can talk a little bit more about what we're working on here and if you'd be a good fit Casting at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, a balloon takes on a life of its own as a family realizes they are not alone in their home. A listener shares their perspective on her husband's previous bouts of sleep paralysis and did something take over the body of a porcelain doll late at night?
0: Welcome ghost stories online call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at real you are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead this is real ghost stories online and
1: it is 855-853-4802 is our phone number at real ghost stories online you can write in at realghoststoriesonline.com, email your audio file to me, Tony, T O N Y, at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you want to record your story on your smart device and then just send the file right to me, you have that option as well. Love to hear your experiences. Of course, if you like the show, subscribe press the subscribe button whatever podcast uh, platform it is you listen to us on makes it much easier for you to get to the episodes as we release them helps us grow in those rankings and uh, even more so ghost podcast or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get all the bonus episodes when you become a uh, an epp by the way now i don't know if you're aware of this uh, you also get access to the advanced episodes of the show so you when you are an epp you get everything right there in that one, uh, one spot at ghostpodcast.com or through patreon.com slash real ghost stories. And you get it weeks before everybody else gets it. So uh, that, of course, and the bonus episode. So support the show. Keep us on the air and check that all out. Tony and Jenny Bruschi joining you once again. Hi. And how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm, uh, I'm doing well. I'm just kind of scrolling through some of the Facebook stuff that I've posted, uh, asking random questions to people. It's always interesting to kind of talk about that. If you're not on our Facebook page, uh, go and, and like that. We have, a, we have a group page as well, uh, which uh, even a lot of inside stuff is discussed there, like uh, what's your favorite color? And uh, all sorts of uh, inside information that no one else can get. Okay. Unless you're a member of our group. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite food? Things of that. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm nothing. Nothing quite. Nothing quite <laughs> that deep is ever discussed uh, there. But I, I posted the other day, what's the creepiest music video of all time? Uh, just having people uh, give their, uh, their opinion on it. What would, you, what would you say is the creepiest music video of all time? you have an
2: answer uh mary jane's last dance
1: i was i was gonna you know i'm looking at once somebody says tom pity the heartbreakers don't come around here no more okay i don't remember that one what that looks like but mm-hmm. mary jane's last dance is a good one because mm-hmm. he's like dancing with a corpse right mm-hmm. he gets her out of the lake yeah or, or, or does he like put her back in the lake does he i get don't
2: it? i don't remember exactly it's been a long time since i've seen it but it's him dancing with a body
1: I don't remember if he like goes and gets her out of the lake, has a little dance, and then puts her back in the lake. <laughs> I know like a lake is involved okay. in some way, shape, or form. Uh, uh, video killed the radio star, and I've never known how to say it. Is it boggles The Bogles? I, I used to play this darn song on the radio, and I I think I'd enunciate it every other way. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Marilyn Manson, the beautiful people. Anything he did was always kind of creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we got here? There's a lot of just, uh oh, here we go. Here's here's our favorite. Benny Mordone's.
2: Yeah, it is very creepy, <laughs> but in a different way. In a
1: like a, a predator way. Yeah. Is is how that one is. Um this uh Genesis land of confusion. Anything by Taylor Swift says in that <laughs> that's up there. Uh here we go. Mary Jane's Last Dance, Billy says that, uh Marilyn Manson's sweet dreams. Uh I, never, I don't know if I've seen the Marilyn Manson Sweet Dreams, but the, uh, is it the Sweet Dreams of the Eurythmics? Is that the one that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, uh, th- I think that one's creepy as hell.
2: Is it really creepy or was it just creepy to little bitty kid Tony? I still, I
1: looked, I watched it as an adult and it's, I mean, it's still so weird. I okay. mean, it's still, there's a, there's certainly a creep factor to it. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, you know, what it is. Um, Let's see here. Freak Unleashed by corn. I don't know some of the uh, Justin Bieber, anything nine inch nails closer. There's some, uh, there's some weird ones out there. So anyway, uh, it's always uh, interesting to hear what your responses are to that stuff on Facebook. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at real ghost stories online to share your stories with us. Here on the program uh, Next, our first story here It says, my name's Madison When I was about three or four My little sister was about two and a half My mom, my little sister, my dad and I We all lived in uh, Arrowhead Estates apartments in Peru, India I'm not sure what apartment number we lived in Anyway, my little sister would always stare up at the uh, ceiling fan Saying uh, the name Smoky. I'm not sure why My mom just brushed it off thinking it was an imaginary friend So one day, my sister and I were upstairs playing in our and my mom's room and yelled for us to come downstairs. All of a sudden, the ball, my sister was bouncing, popped. My mom's old teapot and teacup slammed against my bedroom door. My sister was already downstairs. I was at the top of the stairs crying. And then all of a sudden, something pushed me down the stairs. Another time, my little sister and I were playing up in our room like we always were. And then my mom kept hearing somebody running up and down the stairs. My mom was in the kitchen while we were up in the bedroom. So the first time she heard it, she didn't say anything. She just let it slide. The second time it happened, she yelled. Madison and Ashlyn, stopped going up and down the stairs. Third time it happened, my mom went up to the stairs, yelled up to the top of the stairs, stop running. And she stayed at the stairs to try and catch us. And she heard it again. She looked up the stairs, but no one was there. One day my grandpa was staying with us and he had this weight machine and Then one morning, he woke up to a little girl playing on it. Then he saw a detective-looking guy right there by the door. Last time something happened was when this happened. The day before was my birthday, and my mom had just bought me a balloon. And then the balloon was in my room at first, and then it was going from my room to my grandpa's room. And my grandpa woke up and saw it. He saw it was going up in circles like somebody was playing with it. So he called my mom up there to see it she did she grabbed the balloon and we never went back to those apartments again we moved out my mom looked it up she said it was once a mansion that was built there in the 1800s and a little girl had died her father's name was Smokey he killed himself first her mother saw it and the mother killed herself and Smokey saw that both her parents killed themselves so she jumped out of her bedroom window where my mom was and it was supposedly where the little girl's room once was and is today
2: when kids just know the name mm-hmm. you've got to go with that
1: it's like uh that's a good omen yeah it's more like uh, oh, there's something there right it's like it just knows the name
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's um i don't think there's any other way around that Mm-mm. It's just there's something that they know that you don't. And um, how do you handle it, though? I mean, I, I, luckily, you know, neither of ours, I think, really came up to us and said any ghost names or no. anything. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I don't think they've had imaginary friends.
2: No, pretty much not.
1: But how would you have handled it if one brought up, hey, there's a uh, certain name here?
2: I probably would just... You know, ride it out. Yeah. That's about all you can do.
1: Just kind of let them do it mm-hmm. and make sure they're not saying anything crazy to them, like right. destructive. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's 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 a difficult one because a lot of parents just kind of. W- would you recognize it and and not feed into it? Would you dismiss it at all and be like, "Oh no, this is that's your silly imaginary friend"? Or how would how would it? be handled I guess.
2: I guess it just depends on what kinds of things are going on. Yeah. You know if it seemed like the child's obviously making this up you know that it's changing daily as far as Mm -hmm. all those things. That's one thing but if it's consistently the child acts a certain way looks a certain way you know as far Mm -hmm. as what they're saying their imaginary friend acts and looks like and things Mm -hmm. they're doing and then you kind of got to wonder. Yeah. So I guess it just depended on the situation
1: I guess it's just it, it's an interesting thing of I, I, I'd be curious how you would handle it we've never had to handle it but I know there's other parents out there who are listening who are probably wondering how to handle it mm-hmm. that's why I threw it out there like that so.
2: and and I, I don't think I'm a good source because I don't really know sure how I would handle it as a parent yeah
1: because you don't know what the reaction is going to be until you're in that situation. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, 855-853-4802, our number. at real ghost Stories online. Next letter says, hey, it's Dee from Ohio. I've called in a couple of stories and thought share this one with you via email while I'm at work. I heard my story shared a couple of weeks ago, and I thank you for sharing. I've been listening to previous episodes as an EPP and came across several with a topic of sleep paralysis. I'm a registered nurse with an avid background in the psychiatric realm. My husband also suffers from a panic disorder, which we have dealt with for the last 13 years. I want to quickly point out the difference between sleep paralysis and being startled in slumber. Sleep paralysis is real and traumatic. I don't feel this is paranormal. Psychiatrists I've worked with agree a certain number of individuals with an anxiety disorder might suffer from sleep paralysis. This is necessarily a panic attack in your sleep caused by a chemical imbalance. Certain hormones put you in a fight or flight response in your sleep, which makes the individual aware they're dreaming, typically turning into night terrors. Horrible night terrors. I would know. My husband had the same night terrors of a demonic type thing until we figured he had panic disorder. The horrible demonic thing with sewn up eyelids and a mouth torturing him. He would know he was dreaming. He knew it wasn't real, but there wasn't a thing he could do about it. He'd try and hit me in my sleep to wake him up, but because he could not move anything but his arm. They were very intense. We suffered from many sleepless nights, and he was so upset. I wouldn't wish sleep paralysis on anyone. Once he was diagnosed correctly and the medication started working, he has enhanced sleep paralysis. The demonic night terror in over, or a demonic night terror in over eight years. I debated on sending this, but one episode changed my mind. I listened to the woman who called in suffering, and I wanted to share with her in hopes that she could seek proper treatment. Feel open to take talking to your family doctor. My husband was ashamed, but I'm glad now that he did. Also, I want to point out I've had my fair share of paranormal things happen to me in my sleep, but I was startled by something else in my room. There's a huge difference. Hopefully this is helpful to others, and I wish that woman well. I heard in the previous episode, thank you. D.
2: It's very informative, and that's not a route that we talk about very often. As far as with sleep paralysis, going and seeing if it is something that's mm-hmm. medical.
1: Yeah, it, it's something that that should always, I think, be identified and looked at. And I, I think on this show, we you know we we accept everybody at their word of what they're experiencing, and 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 if it feels really paranormal, and and a lot of sleep paralysis does feel that way. I believe you feel it. It may be very paranormal and it may be paranormal, but a good thing to do before completely just uh, you know, your gut's not always right. You know, of this is paranormal. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's good to, uh, to, to narrow things down. And that is something that should be narrowed down. Yeah. Um, and, and if it can be ruled out that this is uh, truly a medical condition, they found some comfort there mm-hmm. and they weren't tortured by it forever. <laughs> Uh, but in, in I, I i truly believe that in many other cases it can very well be something beyond uh, you know medical you know fixing
2: yeah, I agree so but
1: really interesting to hear a perspective like that. I think it's good to 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 get some grounding in those uh every now and then so thank you Dee, for writing in and sharing that uh, that experience that uh, you and your husband have gone through I'm glad that he's uh, he's doing much better and not even to go through that anymore. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? No. Good. Good for you. (laughs) I only had that one time. Uh Uh-huh. And then that was it. I'm happy about that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just curious. Uh, 855-853-4802, our number. Uh, next letter says, hi, my name's Heather. I am from West Michigan. I'm a proud EPP member and I've written in a few times. I have another short story about my sister's experiences. I've said before she has frequently stayed at her grandmother's house and on more than one account has had creepy, unsettling experience. On this occasion, she was staying the night in the normal room that she stayed in. I should add that this room has many porcelain dolls. She's gone to bed as normal and fallen fast asleep, and sometime during the night, she was awoken to something small moving around at the end of her bed. Freaked out due to the fact that she was in the room alone, she jumped up and hit the light. Frantically looking around, she had noticed that one of the porcelain dolls were not in the same spot as when she went to bed. Scared but not able to go anywhere else to sleep, she eventually fell back asleep. Whether this was a new occurrence or something, she may have just noticed every night after this night, The doll seemed to be moved every morning when she wakes up. Her grandmother's house was already creepy, but now it seemed even more so. With nowhere else to sleep, as stated above, and no other place the dolls could be placed, she was forced to go to sleep in the room with those creepy-ass dolls whose eyes seemed to follow every move. I've recently become an EPP and couldn't be happier with all the bonus episodes, hoping to hear more of my stories told on the podcast. Once you've already told it was my one of my sister working in the hotel with a ghost who seems to like the vacuum thank you guys for all your hard work in providing the show and listen to contribute and I'd love to listen and contribute to it love it I hope to hear this soon thanks Heather
2: okay so what's creepier the thought of this doll moving on its own like it gets up and walks around the room and moves where it is or the thought of something else also paranormal in the room that moves the doll
1: Isn't it the same thing? No. Oh, so like you're seeing something else along with the doll? No,
2: meaning like a ghost is playing with the doll and putting it back in a different spot.
1: Oh, I get you. Or so,
2: is the doll possessed and moving itself?
1: Yeah, I get you. So like either is something taken over the doll
2: mm-hmm.
1: or is it just a toy for something? Mm-hmm. I think the more scary is the doll being taken over by something. The other one, I could almost find a little comfort in like, oh, it's a ghost kid and they're playing with the toy.
2: Yeah, I could see that. You? Um. Yeah, I think dolls that come alive are terrible.
1: You're you're getting on an interesting way. I've never I've never thought about dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear a lot of stories of toys being manipulated by kids. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever it's a doll, the assumption is always, "Oh my God, the doll's possessed."
2: Yeah. How
1: often is it that it's not the doll that's possessed. It's just you can't see the kid that's playing with the doll. Well,
2: And little girls get very attached to their their dolls. You know, it's almost like it's their baby dolls, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if it's not something like that some of the time.
1: I've never thought of it that way. I wonder how often that is it. It's just it's being manipulated as if it was walking around just as a kid. If you look at a kid playing with a doll and take the kid out of the equation, let's say the kid's invisible, mm-hmm. it would look like the doll's walking around and moving <laughs> on its own. Yeah. And, and uh, so if that's all you're seeing is the physical doll, maybe it's not the doll that's always possessed, but maybe it's a kid that's just simply playing with the doll and the fact that it's a doll makes it that much creepier. Yeah. Especially a porcelain doll.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm glad you don't collect those.
2: I used to when I was little. I had like four or five.
1: I think we've seen them like in boxes.
2: I have one that it's kind of creepy, Yeah. but I saved it was my favorite one. And it's this little baby in like a yellow gown and it Mm -hmm. has red hair and blue eyes. Go figure. Go figure.
1: And that was your favorite when you were little?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. And then I had a baby with red Red hair hair and blue eyes. Which
1: actually is, I don't know if people know this, but it's like one of the rarest combinations to happen Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, of appearance so oh there you go yeah have you ever shown harper that doll
2: i don't know where it is right now i think it's under the stairs in a box but i don't think i've shown her
1: it's one of the children under the stairs
2: right it's children under the stairs
1: did you ever see that movie no that's when when i was a kid i remember seeing that trailer going oh that looks awesome i'm so gonna watch that when i'm a (laughs) grown-up well i'm a grown-up now and still not watched that one yet Mm -mm. look like it'd be pretty good um well, there you go. Well, I, I guess it's it's best that it's, I mean, uh, we'll find it, but uh, I guess my, my point is it's best that it doesn't just like keep showing up, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's under the stairs and you get home and it's like sitting on the counter.
2: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who got it up? No one. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number. Next story says, these stories are not known to many people in my life. One of them I would much rather forget about. The others I keep secret As a sort of test, I'll explain these later on. I'll begin with the more terrifying of my two experiences. Please forgive my lack of better term. I'm not very good on paranormal terminology. In 2005, when I was 13 years old, my parents bought their first house in central Maine in a small town. It was a quaint house with much history since it was either just under or over 100 years old. Before this, I had no other experiences with ghosts or the paranormal at all for that matter. After living in the house for a period of one to two months, I had a very uneasy feeling when getting to the top of the stairs and turning to go to my room. The stairs went up to the top, but then, to go to the bedrooms, you had to turn in the other direction. Once at the top of the stairs and turning in the direction of the rooms, I felt a mad presence rush at me from the end of the hall. I began to get so frightened that I'd run to my room, which seemed to be a safe place. The presence, I felt, would follow me just to the door and then stop. If I'd left the door open... I felt as though I was being watched. Closing the door, however, would make it go away. When leaving my room, the same experience would happen, only the presence would not come down the stairs. This routine continued for some time until about my sophomore year of high school when the presence finally followed me into my room. I felt like I was being watched, and the energy in the room was very negative. It felt like whatever this presence was was very angry at me for being there. This is a point where I told my mother what I'd been experiencing, and she blessed my room and called her sister, who's a medium. The house was empty. She said, no spirits. I said that may be the case now, but it will be back. It's not happy. Almost three years passed without any incidents. I'd even moved out to go to college and came back to have a semester off. Leading up to my most terrifying experience with his presence, I felt someone lie down in my bed with me or wake up to feel someone lying in bed with me, only no one was there. One night I went to bed very early, just about to fall asleep when something didn't feel right. I opened my eyes to find a man leaning over me. He seemed to be examining me. Once he saw I was awake, he seemed startled. I quickly shut my eyes and opened them to see a man vanish. I ran down the stairs and refused to sleep in my room that night. The next day, I was furious with his presence. I'd had it. I poured holy water all over the upstairs of the house while screaming at it to leave my family and me alone. I did no business here and needed to leave. Since then, I moved away from the house, but each time I do go for a visit, for some reason or another, I end up in my old reasoning, searching for things of mine that I've left behind and I haven't had any other encounters there. My next experience has been going on since I was 18 years old. I moved into my first apartment and not long after, found a roommate. After a few weeks, my roommate asked me if I had seen the little ghost girl that dances in our kitchen. I had not, and I told her so. My roommate told me that she saw her on almost a daily basis. I was making some bad decisions, that landed me back at my parents' house. I invited my roommate to come to stay over since we could still hang out together. Early next morning at about 7 a.m., my old roommate woke me. She asked me if I felt funny, and I said no. She asked me if I felt any pressure on my feet, wiggling in my toes. I said, none at all. Her face went pale. I asked her what was wrong, and she said the little ghost girl from our kitchen was sitting on the foot of my bed. I asked her what the girl looked like and what she's doing, and my roommate described the girl. She told me that while she'd been asking me if I felt all right, if I had any pressure on my feet, she'd been trying to tie her shoes, but that now she was staring at me. Seconds later, my roommate said she vanished. This is where the test part comes into play. Before this incident, I had not told my boyfriend about the story of the little ghost girl. One day when our son was two, my boyfriend, our son, and I went to drop off something at my father's house. I just ran to drop it off. I was in there for less than five minutes. When I came back out, my boyfriend asked me if my niece was there. She wasn't, so I said, No, why? He asked if any other young girls were in the house, and I said no, just my stepmother was inside. Instantly... All color drained from his face, and he asked me who the little girl in the window was. The hairs on the back of my neck went up instantly. I hastily asked for an explanation of what she looked like, and it matched my roommate's same description. After Christmas two years ago, my son was playing in his room. I happened to be in my room, sorting clothes at the time when he came running so fast as he could into my room and clung to my legs. He said he didn't want to play in there anymore. I asked him why. He said because of the girl in his room. No one else was in the house. I told him I'd go check to see if there was a girl in his room with him. He didn't need to be afraid of. We entered the room and he immediately pushed himself back against the wall and pointed to one corner of the room. She's right in there, Mama. I saw nothing, just walls. When my boyfriend got, homework, got home from work, I told him to watch our son. I figured that if talking to the first that's in a tone that he would understand, perhaps the same could be done with this one. I used a to gentle tone. I'm trying desperately not to panic as I confronted the little ghost girl that had been following me for three years now. I said I didn't know why she had picked me, but that I would not hurt her unless she hurt myself or my family first. I asked her not to frighten my son anymore. and If she felt the desire to be around him, she must watch over him. My son has not been scared by her since. Just weeks ago, I heard my son talking in his room. There, he was playing a game. I called up to ask what game it was. He told me he wasn't playing. He was just talking to that girl.
2: That's interesting that it kind of seemed to attach on at the apartment and then stayed with her. found a friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, It's one of those where the boundaries of where can the ghost stay? Where can they go? Everyone, not just everyone, but a lot of people have their assumptions or the rules of what well, well, ghosts can't do that because they can only stay here or there and it's like this kind of cracks that a little bit mm-hmm. um, I don't think they I mean I think it's all very individually based yeah uh, there's uh, of all the places where I think there's in our minds well here's the boundaries of what the ghosts can do and can't do I, I I'd throw that out the window I don't think any of it exists I mean, because it's like we it's been proven time and time again through this story, that story and the other story of here's, uh, you know, there there are no seemingly bounds, Mm -hmm. Um, at least not for every uh, every ghost. Everyone seems to have its own uh, limitations. Uh, Interesting story. Thanks for sharing that experience. 855-853-4802. The phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories Online. Of course, write it on the website. Real Ghost Stories Online. Dot com to share your experiences. And if you like the show, you want the bonus episodes we put out every single week, more than 240 some of those for you. Just go to ghostpodcast.com as a extra bonus as far as getting all those episodes. When you become an EPP, an extra podcast person, you also get uh, an instantly get an e-copy of our best-selling Amazon book, uh, Real Ghost Stories, Haunting Encounters, Told by Real People. If you want to buy the book, it's available wherever books are sold. Uh, but that's a nice little uh, bonus extra for you there as well. Uh, next story, it says, being that it's hard to find a chance on uh, here to uh, uh, to get a story on the air, I'm going to do my best to uh, submit this and hope that it makes the air. I, I, just, I should just correct that for a second. Uh, we do go through every single story that comes into the show. There's a little bit of a delay uh, depending on how far back uh, the the archive goes, but it's kind of first come, first serve as far as going through it. Uh, as of right now, because people do ask about this, I'm roughly in the area of uh, late October of last year in, as far as going through stories that have been submitted to the show.
2: So about a six-month delay. Uh, right around there. Yeah.
1: And I'm trying to make that, I'm trying to get that window narrower mm-hmm. so it, it stories can get on a little bit sooner. But that is actually another uh, bonus of being an EPP. You get a fast pass email address to jump to the front of the line to get your stories uh, over to us but uh, that's about where we're at uh, as far as uh, stories go anyway continuing on just last year I got to uh, get ready for school Uh, went downstairs to get some breakfast wasn't tired at all woke up about 20 minutes before my alarm clock I was pretty much in a good mood front door of my house is facing north there's a little hallway between my living room and the kitchen in the middle of that hallway there's an opening in the kitchen and right next to the opening on the right side there's a fridge so I was standing in front of the fridge with the door open. I had the urge to look towards the door, and I do. I see a girl that's about 15 years old with long black hair, pale white skin, a white summer dress, and bare feet. She ran from the basement, I'm guessing, because I only saw her in the opening to the kitchen, and I can see my front door from the fridge. From the mini hallway to the front door, she did not go through it or open it. She was just gone when I went to look. I told my mother about this a couple of weeks ago because it came to mind... We were watching Paranormal Witness. She told me she sees that girl peeking from the top of the stairs sometimes when she's sitting on the couch nearest to the stairs. The only desk we know about was a paper boy and two brothers, but none of them were in this specific townhouse. At my old house in third grade, this may seem stupid or like it was my overactive imagination, but I never really imagined things I could see. I woke up and had to use the bathroom every morning. Wasn't expecting this to happen. I always left the door open in case of a door closing by itself because doors always did that in this house. I'm looking over at my toy room and the guest room, but no one else lived there at the time. And there was the computer where the toys were. And I see this creature walking, hovering out of my room. I was sitting there staring at it, making the memory of it so I could tell my mom it had blue skin and a long red dress, long yellow fingernails, and a hunch, no eyes, mouth, nose, or anything, just a flat blue surface for the face. It had tiny strands of black hair, and it stood there for a moment, then just kind of hovered in the hallway. In fourth grade, I wasn't aware of the stories people passed on about the girl dying in the air vents. I took the to, I took the pass to get into the girl's bathroom and sat in the first stall, and for some reason nobody ever went in that stall, so I decided to, wondering why people were so afraid of it. I Felt the need to look up at the air vent above the stall, and I saw a child's head hanging out upside down from it. She had wet black hair, and her skin looked very cut up and dehydrated, looked like a three-month-old corpse being uh, sitting there. Being only ten, I ran out of the stall, almost not pulling up my pants. Months later, my friend Haley showed me a video of her outside of her school at three in the morning tape showed the girl's bathroom lights on and someone walking around in there thought it was just the janitor but had second thoughts about that why would a janitor be cleaning an elementary school bathroom at 3am a A couple of days ago I and a friend got bored and decided to try and talk to the spirits at my house we sat there asking multiple questions we heard an answer in a male voice said I'm alive we laughed if you were alive you'd talk to us my friend said right back to it. it didn't say anything else Four weeks ago I went to go to bed and I turned off all the lights. My cat was at the end of the bed. I crawled in looking around. I had to close my eyes and I heard my name whispered. I opened my eyes and saw a dark black shadowy figure standing by my TV which was off. It didn't move. Instead of being brave and telling it to leave I panicked and jumped off my bed and threw on the lights. I kept my TV on that night.
2: Don't try and talk to ghosts because you're bored.
1: It sounds like this person has a lot of things that surround them that are already mm-hmm. making themselves known, um, and, and doesn't have very good, uh, I guess, understanding or reference points as to how easily some of these actions can continue to stir things up.
2: Yeah, especially if you're sensitive already.
1: Yeah, uh. And I wonder, I kind of take that like as maybe a level of sensitivity where she saw the girl like in the air vent. Mm -hmm. Maybe not everybody is seeing that. Yeah. But she is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, Out of boredom, you know, play Candyland or something. (laughs) Play life. Wouldn't that be an interesting thing in life where you spin the thing and you get the card and it's like you and a friend play with a Ouija board. And then there's like some horrible ending to that. Like, take three people out of your car. Yeah.
2: Oh God! Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, you know, just where that, that's that's the uh, the consequences uh, of the Ouija board. They should teach that one in life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It'd be a great card. Uh, can you create your own card in life? Is there any blank cards where it's like invent your own?
2: As far as I know, last time I played, there was not.
1: I haven't played Life, and like I don't know if I've ever even can ever finished a game of Life. Yeah, I think I played it, like maybe twenty years ago and got got uh, frustrated with it and gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have it, don't we? We
2: do. The girls play it sometimes.
1: Huh, be interesting. Put our own cards in there, uh, or or get some printed up that look exactly like the cards and don't tell them. And they're like playing it like what? <laughs>
2: No, that's messed <laughs>
1: be up. Great. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your ghost stories with us. That's going to wrap up the program for today. Again, if you like the show, become an extra podcast person, go to ghostpodcast.com or through patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get all the bonus episodes, get all the advanced episodes, e-copy of the book and more. Yearly members uh, pick out a, a extra bonus, a, a spirit flask or a bunk bed bell. Uh, Right there at ghostpodcast.com. So check it out. Until next time, for Jenny, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online.
0: It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh out loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance off. Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh out loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance off. Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh out loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance off. Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at Home Advisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, Use the HomeAdvisor app, day or night, and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started.
2: At Troncali Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we treat you like one of our own. With the friends and family advantage, you'll get no hassle upfront pricing every time and upfront trade-in value. We'll even purchase your car if you buy elsewhere. When you need to service, we have convenient hours, genuine Mopar parts, and factory trained technicians. And as an award-winning dealership, you'll always have a satisfying experience. So visit Troncali Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 9 incoming and online at TroncaliJeep.com. Tap the banner for details. Oh, my God.